Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Sports Today. It's going down right here. Oh, it's a big morning. This show is. 52 to 21, baby. You gotta love it. I'm just dealing with that. I don't get beat. I'm not a super fan. Like I, I once was. I'm still a fan at heart. And they look good. 22 of 25 for 328 and five scores does not get any better than that. It really does not get any better than that. <sighs> Except for the fact that I played Matt Ryan over Ben Roethlisberger in a league. So how about them afterwards? <laughs> um, well, Matt Ryan could throw for six. Who knows? Yeah, I, you know, I probably... Um, should have played the Ben home card. Uh, I did right. think that there was an opportunity there for him to pick on the Carolina defensive backs who have actually played better as of late, but that is the one area of their defense where you can usually get to them. But unfortunately for the Panthers last night, I, I think that's a lot of Thursday night just yep. sluggishness. I, I just think they were not ready to go. Not that they were totally unprepared. Like You could just tell. That wasn't a Carolina Panthers effort that they normally would give. Um, but it's two two games in a row now. I know they were up 35-7 on the Bucks, but the Bucks tore back into that game. They gave up 28 there, and now they just gave up 52. I understand that two of those touchdowns, one is a defensive touchdown, one is because of a fumble. A, really a great play by Rosie Nix to knock that ball out of Curtis Samuel's hands when he's going down on that kick on that kickoff return, on the kick return. But mm-hmm. uh, they just got scorched. They did. I mean, guys were wide open on some of these touchdowns. Um, yep. And they spread the ball around completely. Uh, they kicked only one field goal on the night, so seven touchdowns. And they spread it all the way around. You got James Conner with one. You got Antonio Brown with one. Juju Smith-Schuster, Vance McDonald, Jalen Samuels, and Jesse James. Jalen Samuels, a little dump-off pass to get him in the end zone for a a cheeky touchdown pass. But they look good uh, top to bottom. the good news is I, I own a lot. I own most of those players. I didn't play Ben in one <laughs> league where I had him. I own James Conner everywhere, I've, as I've mentioned. I got a league where I got Chris McCaffrey and Vance McDonald. I got a league where I got Juju Smith-Schuster and James Conner. I got a league where I got A.B. So uh, the Steelers are obviously a team you want to own. Well, Chris McCaffrey actually ends up, I'm looking at just ESPN yeah. scoring right now, he actually ends up with a slightly better night than Roethlisberger, which is hard to believe. But uh, he comes up with 138 yards and the three touchdowns five on only 19 touches. So pretty efficient night for McCaffrey. We'd be talking more about him if it wasn't for the annihilation that the Steelers put on the Panthers last night. Yeah, absolutely. You know, 52-21. Big Ben with more touchdowns than incompletions on the night. He's looking great. They spread it around. Um, You know what I think is funny, Blewett? Everybody talks about how the New England Patriots basically use September as an extended preseason. You know what I mean? And then, oh, they figure it out, and then they get on their roll. Why are people not saying the same thing about the Pittsburgh Steelers? They went 1-2-1 in the first month of the season, and everyone is like, the sky is falling, and now they're reeling off five straight. I think the AFC is coming a little bit clearer into focus. I think we know... I think I, I think we know, honestly, I'd be willing to bet you, Blewett, that I can name five of the six playoff teams right now in the AFC. Uh, I, I can get you four. Um, I'll get you the Steelers, the Pats, yeah. the Chiefs, yeah. and the Chargers. Yeah, uh, I'd, be willi- I'd be willing to say maybe the Texans as well as the AFC South champion. <clears throat> that ain't over. I don't okay. think that one's over. Fair now, enough. But you don't think they could definitely be a wild card even, even if they don't sure. win that division? Sure. 
because I think they're five of the six playoff teams. Yeah, so we, we talked about the NFC playoff picture, so, so that's a good idea. Why don't we why don't we tee that one up for the okay. second segment? We'll do the AFC playoff picture. We'll talk a little bit about sounds good how, how the Texans are going to look coming out of the bye. So there's a lot to be decided there, but I, I think it's entirely possible that you know, yeah. And on this game, game, real quick, I was asking uh, Scotty. You know, and he thought I was being outlandish, but I know you might be a little bit more on my side because you've told me that you drafted Christian McCaffrey number eight overall this year Something in some like places, that. right? I think it might have been ten. Right. But okay, fair enough. enough. Like, this guy is a stud. This guy, like Ron Rivera yeah. said that they were going to give him 25 touches a game, and we laughed at it, you know, in the offseason, right? But it's starting coming to fruition. The difference between him and Alvin Kamara is purely touchdowns. How high could you see this guy going next year? Like, is it out of the realm of possibility for him to be a top five pick in PPR formats? It's not out of the realm of possibility. I, I, my, I would gather, even at this moment, that he'd be outside of it. But it ain't. Like, I'm taking him above David Johnson next year. That that would be a big that would be a big debate because we don't know what the Cardinals right. are going to do to address their offensive line issues, right? And David Johnson can play a little bit better here down the stretch, but he's not going to have the year that Chris McCaffrey's having. And uh, I I would just I would imagine he'd be just outside of the top five, but it ain't crazy because right now the guys he'd have in front of him for sure are Hunt, Gurley, Gurley, Kamara. Maybe Saquon, Barkley, and then you—I mean, but next year you're not going to know what the Steelers thing looks like. Exactly, you could have both Connor and Bell in front of him. You uh, could. You could. I'm not saying definitely, but you're not going to know what that's going to look like. But right now, say Bell's just gone. He he signs a free agency uh, deal with somebody else. Would you put Connor in front of McCaffrey next year? You would, right? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe not in PPR formats. It's a better offense. Yeah. Better offense. That, I mean, that's what you're relying on. They're, they're getting there. They'll get. Yeah, the but that offense this. also has Antonio Brown, Juju Smith-Schuster, yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah, they're going to be there yeah, next but, year. It's, yeah, I just, I mean, I don't know. I just think, I think Chris How McCaffrey. How many offenses in the league are better than this? Maybe two. Uh, three, maybe? Yeah, <laughs> so, sure. I mean, two. New Orleans, Kansas City, and the Rams, maybe? All right, I'll, get, I'll say that. So they're a top five offense. Let's give us sure, absolutely. There, you want to say New England? When yeah, they're New England. Yeah, um, but that's it. I could see uh, a, a, I could see the Chargers on their A game, but yes, yes, absolutely. <clears throat> but if you're, you know, you would take the Steelers now over the Chargers. Sure, the Chargers play a great game; I, they can blow people out. But you know, the Steelers when they're running on all cylinders look like they looked last night. It's sure, the, I mean it's the highest scoring. They've never scored that yeah. many points in Heinz Field, so I get it. I, I don't want to pick great the offensive line as the right. yeah. That's really a big component yep. of it too, right? You and I, yeah. I try you, you and I try to reference it as much as possible, but it's true that offensive line is really good, and they've been playing without Marcus Gilbert for periods of time. But uh, DeCastro and Pouncey, Pouncey's getting up there in years, but. Uh, DeCastro is just, you know, he's the yeah. dude. And Al Villanueva, Villanueva uh, is yeah. re- legit as well. So, and what's what's particular, what I have noticed over the years is that I think talent clearly is a component to offensive line play. But when you have an offensive line that has players that have stuck around for a long period right. of time together, you start right. to see those units play really well. So you, you get a bunch of knock wood, injury free football from Pouncey and DeCastro and Villanueva is there and Gilbert comes back and and Ramon Foster's there. Those guys have been around now a few years. So that's why it doesn't matter as much that Bell is out because these guys are better than most of the defensive lines that they play. They just are. It's one of the best offensive lines in the league. You might be able to argue now it's the best. And you know what the other thing is? You make the point about their time together and building chemistry and that sort of stuff, and I completely agree with you. The other thing that I have said a bunch of times, and I think we made, I made this point to you in the offseason, was they're, they're, they're not weak or below average in any one of the five spots. You know what I mean? And that is, I think, really important in this day and age. I made the point where, like, I believe that paying the left tackle and the blind side is – a 
maybe going to come to an end because when you see all these exotic blitzes, when there's a weak link in the offensive line, that's where they're going to blitz. You know, you're only as strong as your weakest link of the chain kind of thing. And the Pittsburgh Steelers are good across all five, and that's really important also. There are some offensive lines where, you know, even Philly or Dallas or Oakland, where they have like one bad spot and then that can be attacked. There's no weakness like that on the Pittsburgh offensive line. Yeah, so let's clean up the rest of this box score uh, as I continue to pat the Steelers on the back. James Conner, 13 of 65, and the rushing touchdown uh, in the air. He only catches the one pass for eight yards. Antonio Brown was 6 of 96 with the touchdown. Juju, 3 of 90 with the touchdown. First play from scrimmage, boom, 75-yard score coming back off the McCaffrey touchdown. Vance McDonald, who had a bagel at halftime, and I was like, oh, man, did I make a mistake here? Uh, He goes 4 of 44 and a touchdown. You know what? He's awesome, and he's becoming a cult hero. It's true. He's going, but he's going to get hurt doing that. Is he's he? He's trying to drag the entire team across first down. He's never going to get hurt. He's made of the zone. same thing Adrian Peterson's made of. It's all good. Vance does not get hurt. I mean, Vance smash. It's funny because he's obviously like a, a ridiculously athletic dude, but right. I, I just every time I see it, I'm like, man, you can. You got the first down. Let's just get down here. You might fumble or even worse, get hurt because a sixth guy is going to try to tackle you. There's just always one or two plays like that a game. He's now going to be forever remembered for what he did to Chris Conti, but uh, he is trying to do these types of things on a weekly basis. It's just very funny. So Chuck Norris uh, and Bears fear (laughs) Vance McDonald. (laughs) Pretty much. Uh, So you actually got a lot of work for those backups last night. Um, Stephen Ridley touched the ball eight times. Jalen Samuels overall caught uh, touched the ball eight times, and he has the touchdown reception. Vulturing Cra- production from James Conner. Yeah, crazy legs. <laughs> Roethlisberger three carries for twenty-seven <laughs> yards. He had the eighteen-yarder, which resulted in the hit from Eric Reed. Like of all the guys, you know, I know like, all the guys. I know. <laughs> so you know, you know what I'm talking about. I know you're going to get into it, but yep. three of twenty. He goes. He had a nice little run there. He did go down kind of late, but Reed has to know you can't mm-hmm. lean in on that. He's going down. Just touch him down. Don't throw a elbow. And do I think it was? <clears throat> it was a little eyebrow raising that he got ejected. But the end result was you elbowed the quarterback in the head. Yep. As he was sliding. So what do you want me to do? Like I, it obviously DeCastro and those guys defended Ben well. Right. And I thought Reed did a solid by giving Ben a pound on the way. Going out. right, he, yeah. When he came he off, did, giving him a pat on the back because. Was the elbow thrown, like, maliciously to try and drive his head into the ground? Uh, I didn't see it. Remember when Joe Flacco got knocked out, like, last year? Yeah. That was brutal. That was a purposeful hit to the head. And they knocked him out. I don't think that was the, this was that though. Exactly right. I don't. Right. Think this I think was this that. was like flow of the game, careless trying to be hard. Right. Just a careless yes. play. Yes. And reckless, not malicious. That's right. When you're careless like that, you gotta pay the price. And it was yeah. dumb. It, it, he could have just pulled up and touched him. Uh, like I said, end result is elbow to the head of the sliding quarterback. You can get kicked out for that. That's just yeah. that's the that's the basics of it. I don't think hey. he's a dirty player, and I don't want to get into the political stuff right. either. Because no, we, it's got right. nothing to do with what happened on the field. So go ahead. Hey, listen, hey, blew it. You know, we talk about the props builder tool over at yeah. mybookie.ag. Yes, what sir. kind of odds do you think I could have got if I would have bet the prop or made the prop that Big Ben would have more rushing yards last night than Cam Newton? <laughs> Huh. That, that would have been a legit one. <laughs> yeah, I could have got some cash one. on that, you think? I could have got some cash Cam, on that. Cam only two for ten. Ben, ben beat that in, with that one run. Maybe um, you know, maybe Ben saw Cam on the other side and was like, you know what? Everybody talks about us as these 250-pound quarterbacks, and you, you're, I, I see you running. Let me show you how it's really done, Cam. Yeah, I mean, Cam, Cam's numbers, 23 of 29 for 193, yeah. the two scores. The completion he, percentage still there? He did. James got away from him. He he didn't even really have a chance. The game didn't get a, even get away from him. The Steelers didn't punt until the end, the middle of the third quarter, I think. Um, but the interception was ridiculous. I, I I know that he's going to take a safety there. Then just take the safety. What are you doing? That was a Jameis throw. That was a Jameis Winston right. throw. 
A Deshamontizer. <laughs> yeah, like, what are you doing? Even Greg Olson is like, what is this? It's 10 yards over my head. <clears throat> and the Steelers just easily picked it off and ran it back. So <clears throat> just a silly play, um, which honestly, <laughs> I'm not going to call it the momentum shift, but it contributed to the onslaught uh, that began. So it was 31 to 14 at halftime, and it didn't get closer. So <clears throat> as far as uh, their receivers are concerned, Good luck with any of those guys. I'm glad I'm not in on yeah. any of it. Uh, four catches for Samuel for 18 yards. Four catches for Moore for 20 yards. Three catches for 22 for Jarris Wright. Three catches for 32 for Devin Funches. And four for 40 for Olsen. Olsen's really the only guy. Olsen and McCaffrey are the only guys I have on the Panthers on across any of my teams. Uh, I was worried about this wide receiving core going into the year, and uh, it is what I thought it was, I guess. To your point, it's uh, that you often make. It's the fantasy herd, but you can't get anything mm-hmm. out of any of these guys on a regular basis. No, I would say this, though. If you're in a dynasty league, I'd be very interested in DJ Moore moving forward, though. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah. I, yeah. I actually think there's something there for Curtis Samuel, too. But Yeah, um, absolutely. I just don't I think know. they're changing it. What, what I don't scheme, know is right? how they, can they how can they both uh, survive for fantasy players long term Samuel and more. I, well, here's what I would say. Um, I think they're evolving the Panthers, and I've made this point before. I think to you, Blue, or maybe to Scotty. You know, early in Cam's career, they they everyone knew he had accuracy issues, right? And, and, and early in his career, they tried to mitigate it by getting catch radius guys, you know, Kelvin Benjamin, Devin Funches, Greg Olson. Now, I think with North Turner, they're going about it in a different way, you know, trying to get the ball out of the hands of guys like McCaffrey, guys like Samuel, guys like DJ Moore. And I think after yet another offseason next year where I'd be willing to bet that Greg Olson retires, right? And I don't know, I think... If they move along in this direction, I think Funches kind of goes down in the pecking order. And I do think that Samuel and McCaffrey and DJ Moore are going to be kind of the guys that Carolina wants uh, in this offensive scheme moving forward. It would be interesting though, to, have, out of Cam's to have players that are all relatively smaller targets when you have a noted inaccurate quarterback. Right. I think Funches and Olsen help him in that regard. And Olsen... He's not quite said it, but it seems like he may be in the last eight games or plus of his career. His career. And then if Funches were to be moved out of it, then you have Cam targeting smaller players again. Now, to your point, maybe most of these throws are closer to the line of scrimmage and you're taking right. advantage of shorter pass routes as opposed to – look, everybody's completely yeah, that's what I think. going up because of shovel passes and screen passes and uh, more effective right. offenses running like that. But uh, – it would have to be a shift completely, and maybe it's already happening, uh, his throws happening closer to the line of scrimmage. Yeah, I think that's what it is. I think we're in the middle of an evolution, and I think North Turner's approach to help Cam's accuracy is get the ball out of his quick hands quicker, get the ball in the hands of these kind of guys, Samuel, Moore, McCaffrey, and let them get that yak. They're going to need a tight end uh, in the draft. At some point, I know he's got they like that guy, kid Ian, Ian Thomas. Thomas. I think. Yeah, so we'll see yeah. what he develops into long term. So, all right, I'm done bragging. They covered it, went over <laughs> easy. Yep. So, we'll come back. We'll talk about the AFC playoff picture after this. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Indeed knows it's hard to find qualified candidates when you're hiring. It's like finding a unicorn. But when you post your job on Indeed, it's easy to find people with the skills you need. Nurse practitioner, four-plus years experience, acute care certification. Indeed has a huge pool of amazing candidates and screener tools that help you find your most qualified applicants. Whoa, an entire short list of unicorns. See why more than three million companies worldwide use Indeed to hire. Post your job at Indeed.com hire. Indeed, the world's number one job site. Source.com score total visits. 
If you're someone that needs fantasy sports advice every day, the Fantasy Sports Radio Network has you covered. When you download the FNTSY Sports Radio Network app, you get the top fantasy advice every single day right through the weekend. Be sure to listen to our weekend warriors like College Football Today. Welcome to College Football Today Weekend Fantasy Update. They call me the fantasy Jesus. In this league, it is never short of exciting at ITL. And so much more. Download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app in the iTunes and Google Play Store now. And keep the best fantasy experts right in your pocket all day long and all week long. Fantasy Freestyle. If the Seahawks don't have Doug Baldwin, I don't think they're covering no 10 points. Because when they're down by 10, inevitably, in the third quarter, how is the back door going to be open if Russell Wilson's favorite option, Doug Baldwin, is not there? Tyler Lockett? Maybe. David Moore? Maybe. This is a team that is running the ball, the Seattle Seahawks. 60% of the time, they are running the ball more than any team in the NFL. So when the greatest show on surf gets up on them in the third quarter, are they really equipped to kind of battle back? Tuesday and Thursday, 10 p.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on your popular podcast providers. Football Friday on FST. If you enjoy playing daily fantasy sports or are sick of dealing with props, with pros using algorithms to select hundreds of lineups and entries, try the Props Builder tool at mybookie.ag forget having to create multiple lineups ditch the hassle dealing with late scratches and avoid experts winning 90% of the cash invest in the players that you want without salary caps and if you sign up for a new account using the promo code FNTSY you can receive a 50% deposit bonus no more dealing with late lineup scratches and no experts to compete against just you and the prop that you choose go to mybookie.ag enter promo code FNTSY upon sign up and choose your matchups using the props builder tool that's mybookie.ag, promo code FNTSY. If you're hitting us up on uh, Twitter, do so at, F- at FNTSY Radio or at Spit and Speeds for Dane or at Mike Blewett for me. For those of you listening on TuneIn Radio, on iHeartRadio, on the po- Fantasy Sports Radio app, which is free to download, free to listen, thank you. Appreciate you coming in. So, anyway, um, AFC playoff picture, Dane. Yeah. Talked about the NFC playoff picture yesterday. Um, I'm reading some really funny stuff about the Le'Veon Bell stuff and how they. <laughs> let, let me ask you this: They didn't know where, where. do you think he watched this game? Like, could you have been at a bar in Pittsburgh and like look across and see Lev Bell there? I guess he's not at a bar, but like, could you have been at the gym and on the treadmill and look and seen Le'Veon Bell like working out during the game? I think he was uh, tweeting during the game. I think if he went to a bar. I think you want to be around knuckleheads and all, all this Fair stuff enough. Is going on. So maybe he's at a private gym somewhere. Doing could be some at a private gym. Could be at your uh, palatial apartment or house. Sure. I don't know what he lives sure. in. An apartment sure. or house. So, the compound. Uh, yeah, I'm sure he's doing. I mean, I I expect to see him by Tuesday, but I say that with like a 51% level of confidence. So does Art Rooney. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'll go with Art on this one. Uh, anyway, so AFC playoff picture. Yeah. Um, right now, New England's 7-2. and two. They got a two-game lead in the AFC East. Uh, they play Tennessee this weekend, which is a big one. It's a big game. It really is. It's big for me. Well, for it's your Titans, for, yeah. It's big for the <laughs> Titans. 1 o'clock, New England coming in. Uh, what, I'm looking at – let me get the spread on that one. That one is currently – I got 6.5. Yep. Home dog, 6.5. I'm torn on this one because I do think that the – you're still getting the Patriots at a discount, mm-hmm. but it's such a big game for the Titans um, that I wonder if they could keep it close. Vrabel, you think Vrabel is interesting there? I mean, Belichick normally dominates guys that yeah, revenge game for both Vrabel and Deion Lewis, right? Uh, Why is there. it a revenge game for Vrabel? Right, that's what I'm saying. Why is it a, re- a revenge yeah, game former for Patriot? Former Patriot, maybe he wants count. to show his. Maybe he wants to show his old coach. Maybe he wants to show his old coach what he's got. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. And here's the other thing. And Doctor A said it. You know how the, the, Doctor A's general outlook. But with the Patriots having a week eleven bye, blew it. I really think they may sit Gronk again. Lose the battle to win the war. Yeah, I think him and him and Michelle. Right, and with Michelle as well. You know, so if Michelle and Gronk are out, and it's in Tennessee. And it's such a big game for the Titans. I could see you taking the points here. Yeah. And the Titans make everybody play ugly in Tennessee. That they do. That they do. 
Um, I'm, I stand corrected, by the way. Vrabel um, was with New England from 2001 to 2008 and then went to Kansas City uh, for a couple of years. So uh, technically, this can be a revenge game because to, he didn't retire with the there Pats. So, um, so yeah, that, so that's an interesting one. But New England seven and two, Pittsburgh yep. at six two and one now. Cincinnati is on a bye this week. No, 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 they're not. They were on a bye I'm last sorry. week. I'm sorry. They're hosting the New Orleans Saints. Oh, that's right. That's right. Um, sorry, I messed that up. So uh, Bengals uh, do host the Saints at once. So that's a huge one, obviously, for them. The Ravens <clears throat> are off, correct? That's true. The Ravens yes. are off. Pittsburgh and just played already. Yeah. So um, just trying to get a sense of how that division uh, yep, shakes the picture, out. Yeah. But the Steelers could have a nice little – uh, cushion here. Uh, they're already three ahead in the loss column on the Ravens, and then uh, Cincinnati. They could Bengals be two five ahead and three. in the loss column, right? Yeah. So uh, you got Houston here. They're on a buy six and three. Tennessee at four and four. Again, you don't want them to fall to four and five. But uh, then the Colts and Jacksonville there. But you could conceivably have the Houston Texans at six and three, and then three teams mm-hmm. at four and five after yeah. this weekend behind them. Uh, Kansas City at eight and one. Uh, Chargers at six and two, Denver at three and six, Oakland at one and seven. I think you can count out Denver and Oakland at this point. So, you know, as you said earlier, it is starting to come into shape. You got New England, Pittsburgh, Houston, Kansas City, and the Chargers are clearly in the picture right now. Yeah. Uh, Even if they somehow fall out of it, they're in the picture now and will remain so for at least Mm -hmm. the next month plus. So, um, the teams you're looking at right now, you know, Miami is still a surprising five and four, but I think people expect the chickens to come home to roost on that team. And, you know, what are they right now? And uh, are they, or can they be competitive? They have another tough one here going to green Bay. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of America's games, I think probably, uh, is that the America game of the week? Is that the, the fourth, game of the fourth, week? Now the Hawks Rams would probably Seahawks Rams probably. Yeah. So, Seahawks Rams, yeah. So, you know, Miami's got a tough one. The Bengals have a really brutal one here. The Tennessee, it's funny, these second place teams are all have brutal games. Miami and Cincinnati and Tennessee. So, <clears throat> as of right now, what are your expectations? I mean, the four yeah. teams that we ripped off at the top New England, yeah. Pittsburgh, Kansas City, Chargers. Yep. I think They'll they're going to make it. Yep. And I think here's uh, two interesting things that I'll come off of this. One is you got to think the Chargers are going to wind up being the five seed, right? The number one wild card. Yes, I know they could still win the division, but Kansas City seems to have their number. I'll give Kansas City the West, but I'll also give the Chargers the number one wild card right now. You know, they could very easily be an 11 and 5, uh, 12 and 4 kind of number one seed going to uh, what I'll say would maybe at this point would be Houston in a wild card matchup. I would take the Chargers over Houston in that matchup. We know about the Houston offensive line blew it, and they're going to have Ingram and Boza ready to go by then, right? So I really, I would love to get that action right now, to be quite honest. Give me the Chargers on wild card weekend. The other thing I'm going to say is right now, if I had to pick my two wild card teams, it would be the Chargers. And I would lean towards the Cincinnati Bengals. And the reason I'm going to say this is because I'm going to go – I'm not making this a pick, um, Blue It. It's not one of my three official ones. But I really could see this being the trap game for the New Orleans Saints. Okay, they are coming off their huge home win in the NFC against the Los Angeles Rams. Now they go on the road, outdoors, non-conference opponent to a team that's coming off a bye that needs it to hang into the playoff hunt. Look at the schedule for the Saints. Blew it next week. They host the Philadelphia Eagles. That is another big time NFC playoff matchup. I could see this week the Saints smelling themselves, reading all their pest clippings, signing Des Bryant. I could see this being a trap game in Cincinnati. I am tempted to bet Cincy plus five and a half. I'm not going to make it one of my official picks, but I want it out there that I, I, I can see this being the trap game for the Saints. I hate having the number at five and a half there. I know. But, so the Bengals are coming off the bye, but they're going to be yep. missing A.J. Green. I would also note that 
it's not a trap game for them, but they are looking down the barrel of going to Baltimore next week too. So I think they're going to feel some level of desperation to potentially mm-hmm. win this game uh, mm-hmm. before they have to go to Baltimore. People can, can talk about the Ravens all they want, but in the divisional matchups, particularly in that division, yeah. like Black those are, blue. those are rough games. So, um, something to consider as well. It, it eases up a little bit after that. They'll play the Browns and the Broncos, and they go to the Chargers. I guess the tougher part about their schedule um, after these couple of weeks is that they have to go to L.A., then host Oakland, then go to Cleveland, and then go to Pittsburgh. So they're closing it out with three or four road games, even though one of them is against the Browns. You know, We don't know exactly what the Browns are going to look like the rest of the way. Yeah, that's true. I just, I, I just think everybody, and also you, you mentioned that that line is five and a half since New Orleans. Mm-hmm. I can see waiting. I think ev- the public is going to be so on these Saints. I can see this line moving to six or even six and a half. I'm telling you right now, if it gets to six and a half, I might take the Bengals. Yeah, I, I think I would wait there as well. So, uh, okay, so to continue the playoff picture, so you like the Bengals sure. to make it here. I like them as the wild card too, and then what would be in my in my you know extrapolation out? I know we're going far here. That would be Cincy going to Pittsburgh on wild card weekend, in my opinion. Uh, fine with me. Right, I, I think it would be Cincy at Pittsburgh and Los Angeles at Houston. And I think revenge. that Chargers-Texans game would be amazing. Ultimate kind of revenge for the Bengals because I think these teams are going not necessarily in opposite directions, but I think the Steelers are showing that they're a much right. better team than Cincinnati right now. Uh, so <clears throat> the AFC South is really the funky one. Right. Because I think people are – did Dr. A say that he, he Fournette is back and he's like expecting him to be fine? Was that what that yes. conversation was about? Yeah. <laughs> that is what that conversation was about, which is very interesting. And that's an interesting game. Do you think the winner of the Jags-Colts game is in it at 4-5? and five? Yeah. In that division, right? Because we could see, you know, like, like you say, we could see Houston, you know, trip up at any time. They're on a bye right now. Uh, Tennessee has a very tough game, as you know. You know, like they could wind up being four and five after this game. The winner of that Jacksonville Colts game is going to be four and five. And, you know, if let's say the, since the Bengals do lose at five and four, the Dolphins could lose, you know, Baltimore on bye. The winner of this game is right there would be at worst, I think, like one game back of a wild card spot. Yeah, uh, looking at the Houston schedule, they're uh, they're by as we said this week. But coming up, you're at Washington. Mm, then they're they, then they get a nice e- uh, they get a stretch of home games. I can't call them necessarily easy, but it's not murderers row. So after Washington, they have Tennessee on a Monday night game at home. Then they have Cleveland at home. Then they have Indianapolis at home. Then they go to the Jets, go to Philly, and close with the Jaguars. So right. The four-week stretch coming off the bye, I wouldn't call it easy, but when we look at a, a lot of pockets of schedules, they get a lot mm-hmm. tougher than this. Washington is going to be reeling with all these injuries conceivably. Tennessee, I mean, they might be playing a four and five Tennessee team. Uh, the three straight right? home games there. Yeah, they might be playing like a five and five Tennessee yep. team. So, um, And then at the Jets, the fifth game is not a challenge either. There's a I universe agree. where they could rip off five in a row here. And announce themselves. They've already ripped off six in a row. So right. it would yeah, be it's crazy. I mean, to, for them An to 11 game win streak. Imagine <laughs> that to start the season 0 and 3 and then find themselves at 11 and 3. And that's actually possible with this schedule, the way it breaks out. And what's wild is they started this streak with winning two overtime games at mm. Indianapolis and versus Dallas. So right. <clears throat> they just slogged their way through those first five games. Um, Granted, the schedule eased up for them, but it, it doesn't matter. Like, you play who you play. Like That's Their right. wins are against Indy, Dallas, Buffalo, at Jacksonville, Miami, and at Denver. It's not, again, it's not the toughest stretch. And I think they've gotten some breaks with the schedule this year. But part of that is because the division isn't as good as we anticipated. Right. So let me take a quick look at the Jags schedule the rest of the way as we continue taking a look at the AFC <clears throat> excuse me, playoff picture. <clears throat> they're coming out of their bye. They're at Indianapolis. Then they have the Steelers. That's going to be a huge game. And I know I keep saying that, and I'm trying not to do so much hyperbole, but if the Jags win this week, they'll be four and five. Yeah. And then having the Steelers come to town to try and get to five and five and try to get back, as you like to say, on the good foot, 
Like mm-hmm. that would that game would go a long way for them to prove like, hey, we're not going away. We just right. beat this team. It would have been three times in a row. We beat yeah. the Steelers. We're just as good as them and everybody but else they, in the UFC. If they do that and get to six and five, then the schedule kind of opens up for them. Yes, you know, it's at Buffalo, Buffalo Indy. home for Indy. Yeah, that's right. At Tennessee, Washington, at Miami, at Houston. So uh, again, I, I haven't counted them out. I know people are dismissing them. Uh, the Colts are the, thing, are the team in that division that I just don't think has the horses for the long run. In my over under competition. One of the guys is looking extremely solid for getting three wins. He's got the Bills under, the Rams over, and the Bengals over. Mm -hmm. The one that is in the balance is the Colts, and he's got it at over six and a half. So tell me, what do you think is going to happen? Uh, Jacksonville. Well, he's got Jacksonville. I had the Jags schedule up. Let me get that. Let me get the Colts schedule up right now. I'm going to dictate it to you. So they're three and five right now. They're just coming off their bye. Uh, they host they're, Jacksonville. They're they three-point three favorites. They're three-point favorites this weekend. Um, you know, and and Andrew Luck has been good. Jack Doyle is back there. You know what? I I think Indy wins on Sunday. I honestly do. I think the Jack they dropped the Jags to three and six. I, yeah, I could see that happening. Like, you know, the the Colts have gotten a lot of pressure on the quarterback. Blake Bortles gives it up. I don't believe Leonard Fournette is all of a sudden going to reel off a hundred thirty-five yard effort. Uh, like I, you know this- what? If the Jags season continues to like, if that happens, and the Jags season continues, oh, it's to gonna kind of it's spiral gonna be... a little bit, and they yep. end up, say so they end up seven and nine, just okay, call it that. Sure, um, I think Coughlin's going to clean house in and not getting rid of a whole bunch of players, but he's going to know that he doesn't have the coach and the quarterback, and then they're going to start from there. They'll have the defense built up. They'll have Fournette. <clears throat> the investment in the offensive line, and they're going to go get a young quarterback. The only caveat is that they could go do a Teddy Bridgewater thing. But um, you don't think he can... thinks Marone is his guy because he's like so philosophically aligned? It's a good question. Like yeah, I agree I with you with the quarterback for a long time, but, but I don't. I don't both know Syracuse that... guys. Yeah, so... I don't know that he drops the hammer on Marone. I think he sees this as. We, we didn't have our stud running back. There was so much drama. I think they hit the reset button at quarterback, but I think they're still building their organization, their identity, and I think Coughlin likes what he's got there. I think what they would do is, you know, draft a kid, right, and who knows, like, I, you know, may, and then have a kind of bridge guy, whether that's a, you know, a Fitzpatrick McCown, a Flacco. I think Flacco could be in the conversation there as a bridge yeah. kind of guy. And then there's always the Tyrod, the Teddy Bridgewaters of the world. Or Teddy Bridgewater, though, of all those names, that, those veteran names that we mentioned, is the guy most likely that there's going to have to be a commitment. Like it's okay. Teddy's not going to be Teddy and his agent won't be looking for so, a one year prove it deal. Sure. Here's what money. I think is here's the here's what I think is the perfect name, honestly, and would fit what Tom Coughlin and Doug Marone would want Flacco. to do. No, I, th- I think Tyrod. That's interesting. Um, you don't have to commit to him big time. You can still have a kid behind him, and Toronto will be safe with the ball for that running and defense. Indy's got the Jags, Titans, Dolphins, at Jags, at Houston, Dallas, Giants, and at Tennessee. I'll get Dean's thoughts on that after. I want to see how many wins you get the Colts, and then we'll do our picks. It's Mike and Dan on FST. We'll be right back. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Dad, what are you doing? Cramming for college. I'm the one going to college. Yeah, but we need to figure out how we're going to pay for it all. Discover Student Loans. Discover does student loans? Yeah, they're one of the top student loan lenders in the country. It takes 15 minutes or less to apply, and there are no fees for the life of the loan. Best of all, I can earn cash rewards if I get good grades. Really? Yeah, we still have time to apply and get a great rate. So I can just chill. College kids still say that, right? No one says that, Dad. 
Really? Yeah. Visit discoverstudentloans.com to apply today. Limitations apply. Calling all drivers. Want a career that will take you places? Then Coach USA and Megabus is the place for you. Coach USA and Megabus, leaders in the local and inner city bus transportation industry, are looking for career minded, conscientious drivers with a valid CDL Class A or B license with passenger endorsement. They offer paid training, competitive salary, and many benefits. Apply now and start driving to a better future. Visit CoachUSA.jobs. That's CoachUSA.jobs. Game time decisions. Yeah, it's nothing but pot shots on Twitter. Yeah, I know. Everyone's thinking, it's like, come on. Like, you know, we're trying to, everyone's thinking pot shots at us. You know, we're just trying to do the, I I like your gift, though. That was good. (laughs) I've been in that situation before, and it sucks. Oh, no, I just want to say, well, I don't know. Like, I'm having a good time, but Yang's like, no, 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 no. I want to to get paid for the, you know. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, we we all want to get paid, buddy. It's uh, It's it's crossed my mind, too, right? Weekdays, 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, only on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to FST right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Mike Blewett and Dane Martinez. We're getting into week 10 of the NFL and the fantasy football season. We were just looking at the AFC playoff picture. We were talking about Thursday night football where Big Ben had more touchdowns than incompletions, and he outrushed Cam Newton, for goodness sakes. Um, Mike Blewett is back with us. Hey, Blewett, we're talking about the AFC South. Remember, I've got the Colts and the Titans plus 10 regular season wins (laughs) against the Jags and the Texans uh, for Scotty Angle. So I'm looking good in that bet, huh? Jags and Texans. So right now you have nine wins, and he's got nine wins. You've got seven. Yeah, but I've got plus 10. (laughs) So if he ran the table and the Texans won all seven of their games, that would make them 13-3. and (laughs) And the Jags... Well, they can't the all run the table because they got to play each other division games. True, they can't so, all run the table. Right. So, say I, I, I think the Jags and the Texans have already played one time. So let's give the Jags all the other wins. Uh, <laughs> sure. So thirteen wins there, and then yeah. the Jags with eight take one off. So they win seven games. They go ten and six. So you'd have yeah. twenty-three. That's that's his max. That's absolute max. max. It's both teams running the table. Winning out, right, yes. And right now you're at seven. Sure. So um, you'd have some work to do if that happened. Right. If they ran the table, They still absolutely. need six wins. But I what I'm telling you wins. is your magic number is it's six. six. It's technically to seven, be honest, I guess. No, I think it's push. less because if I have uh, the Colts and the Titans, if they play each other again, someone's going to win that game. You could tie, but I you <laughs> you would have um, so technically, yeah. If they, uh, you'd have five two and a half wins. is my magic number. I think. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I think so. I think, so I think right. I'm sitting pretty on that one. You want to look yeah, at the Colts schedule before? Yeah, our a, what a weird bet that was. So yeah, yeah. so the Colts at three and five, Jacksonville. I think they're going to win this week at home. I think they're going to win in Indy. I really do, Scott. And Vegas right. does too. They're minus three. They're minus so, three. Vegas thinks the same as I do. I get it. Screw Vegas. So all Tennessee right. Titans after that. These are all home games. Okay. Lost to Tennessee. Win to Jacksonville. Right. So Tennessee. four and six you have them at. Then they play. Then they host Miami. Win. Five and six. Uh, at Jacksonville. Loss. At Houston. Loss. Five and eight you have them. Then they host Dallas and the Giants. Win. Win. Damn it. That's it. You just gave them four wins. I did. <laughs> How about that? And then I think they would lose at Tennessee week 17. I just think with Dallas and the Giants, those, again, non-conference home games, and those teams are not going to have much to play for at this part of the season, in my opinion. Yeah, I think it's setting up. Nobody's ever in this competition gone 4-0, and I think he's going to go 4-0. He's got really three lo- – I mean, the only thing that could conceivably happen is that um, the Bengals totally fall apart, but at this point they have five wins. He's got plus – He's got uh, over six and a half, so nah, it really have more. to fall. It really have to fall apart. No, I just don't yeah, see that. Get to so um, anyway, so let's make some picks. Uh, yeah, let's uh, let's do it. Let's uh, let's get to your picks first. I'm okay. looking on the Fandle sure. Sportsbook for the spread. Absolutely. So and to recap, uh, you know, you had a great week last week. 
blew it. You went three and zero. I went two and one. Um, I am still narrowly ahead of you, though, for the season. Just to recap, uh, after I don't know why we didn't not- talk about yesterday's game. I'm just thinking about it. I really liked the over last night. Yeah, I thought yeah. the Steelers would cover, but I, I mean, honestly, I picked the game on the, our other show. And it was twenty eight. Yep. Me too. Twenty eight, twenty four. Um, oh, really? Uh, I thought the game would be last night. I certainly didn't see 52 points happening. So, yeah, I'm narrow, uh, on you're narrowly freestyle. ahead of me. Yeah. yeah, on Fantasy Freestyle, which is on right before Thursday Night Football, uh, my pick was Pittsburgh and the over. So I was on that one. Um, I am narrowly ahead of you. After nine weeks, we pick three every time. So that's 27 picks in total. I am 15 and 12, three games over. You are 14, 12, and one. You had a, t- a push back in week six. Six, you had Minnesota against Arizona, minus 10. They did, in fact, win by 10. Our guy Scott Engel, though, was underwater at 9 and 18. But I digress. Um, I'm going, my first pick, oh, you, we made a pick and we agree already. Uh, we've both made a pick that we agree. We are both taking the Chargers minus 10 on the road at Oakland. We think Oakland is an unraveling dumpster fire that are making business decisions and don't care about their coach. And we all think the Chargers are, as you know, I like to say, hitting their stride and getting on the good foot. Their, uh, Dr. A said Joey Boza may even come on back. I don't think they need him in this one. Give me the Chargers minus 10 at Oakland. Uh I think I already said that. I'm in on that one too, right? Yep. So you're on that yeah. one as well. Absolutely. Uh, so I'll give you another one. I'll give you another one. I <laughs> you may not agree with this one, blew it, but I am riding the Nick Mullins train. All right, <laughs> give me the San Francisco 49ers on Monday night. Here's the thing. We talk about how the Oakland Raiders are tanking and all this stuff. I think the Giants are going to put about as much pride and heart into that one as well. I want the home team on Monday night football. And here's the other thing that you may uh, – I'm breaking out another uh, science narrative. I heard you talking about like. it. Yeah, so, so, go okay. ahead. Float it yeah. here. Yeah. Sure. Um, people always talk about the West Coast teams flying east for a 1 o'clock game. I literally know a sleep scientist, um, and I've had him on my show Fantasy Freestyle before, and he said to me that what is actually an even bigger impact to the body clock is the reverse. A team from the East Coast flying west and playing a night game. Um, and it doesn't happen as much, but the stats are even more heavily in favor of the West Coast team hosting an East Coast team at night than an East Coast team, excuse me, than a West Coast team flying East for the one o'clock game, so that's here's just my, another feather in my cap. Here's I'm my balance. Give me the Niners minus three. Go ahead. Here's my ba- my counter to that. It is eight yeah. fifteen Eastern that they are playing it. It is not as if it is they're playing eight fifteen Pacific time. So yes, it's a night game, and that right. does impact the body clock. But it is no different to the body clock conceivably. If they played a night game here in New York versus the right. it's not San like Francisco. it's 11 p.m. Right. That's right. Now, right. if that were to happen, and I'm sure that has happened in some examples, I remember this happened to. I remember it was like Rutgers football a, few, a bunch of years ago, mm. where their first week of the year they had to go play, like Fresno or something like right. that at right, on right, a, right. like a 10 p.m. Eastern yeah. game. And right. they complained and tried to get the time moved and all that kind of stuff, but uh, and they lost. But the reality was, it was too much to ask. The body clock at that point was, mm-hmm. you know, it's like one a.m. Eastern Ready to time, go to and sleep. they're still yeah. playing football. So, uh, you know, especially football players, which are they're very routine oriented uh, people. So. Uh, I'm not with you on the Giants Niners game. Uh, I totally, I understand everything you're talking about, but I've said before yep. that while the Giants have unraveled and may continue to unravel, I don't think it's a Raiders situation where everybody mm-hmm. knows that the coach doesn't care. Like I, I think they're right. digging in and trying to win games. They haven't been, for the most part, non-competitive. Um, it wasn't a good outing when they played Atlanta last time out, but nonetheless, I think they can challenge the Niners here to at least keep it close. So I won't pick that game. Um, That's fair. I am tempted to pick New England, even though I have against said, the boys. I, I, I'm tempted. But I can't do it because the Titans are my boys. Uh, I still think we're getting New England at a discount, but it's such a big game for the Titans. I wonder if they can keep it close. I have my doubts. I really should just lay it on New England because I think we're getting them at a discount. 
Uh, I think there's a couple of teams that I see out here that are at a little bit of a discount. That is a t- that is not an easy place to play in Seattle. But Green Bay sure. really needs this game. Do you think Green Bay is a bad team? I don't know. I think Green Bay is a average team that has a generational talent at quarterback. Yeah. Generational. Jeez. I mean, beyond. Yeah. It's like the best. I think it's one of the best. Yeah. Sure. Hey, what go. is this? Wait, why, why? Am I reading the wrong thing here? What do you, why does that have it listed? Oh, I see what I'm, I see what I did there. Um, yeah, they have on the FanDuel Sportsbook that I'm looking at. Yep. They have the yep. Thursday night game for next week listed. For next too, week. Yeah, and yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. Scrolling yeah. down. And I'm right. So you saw Green Bay game. Seattle. Right, right, right. Anyway, no, no, no. Forget everything Green I Bay said. Minus 10. Just Green now. Bay minus 10 at home uh, against Miami is what we're, we're looking at. Uh, I mean, if you want to make that pick already for next week, go right ahead. <laughs> but, <laughs> no. But I no. think the let line is. Let me see what happens first. Yeah, let me see what happens first. But. You picked so you Philly, want that right? Bay Miami game? Yeah, uh, I think. Uh, listen, I think Philly puts them to bed this week. I think Philly puts Dallas to bed, announces themselves. Yeah, I wish it was Sunday six night and football half. in Philly. It is. I thought it was six and a half. I'm looking at FanDuel Sportsbook, uh, oh, and it's shoot. seven. Has it, and been, a half. has it moved? Oh, yes. wait a second. So. Hold on. Wait a second. That might change it for me. <laughs> I saw it at six and a half. No, seriously, yeah. that's that's dramatically different. Um, yeah. I can't I pick it because this. of the seven and a half. Even though I thought I it was six and a half, Philly, I thought it was. Like six Philly and will and take half. care of business. Uh, How about that changes things for me? Go Vegas ahead, make another good. one. Vegas is good at make this, by the way, Dane. Yeah. I'm going to take Atlanta yeah. on the road. I'll continue uh, the streak for the Atlanta Falcons. I think they continue to get it done while Cleveland tries to figure out what the heck is going on there. You so, got a minus six and a half on the road. Yes, I do. So. Uh, I know it's a lot to give up uh, for a road game, but I, I rode Atlanta last week. I'll continue riding Atlanta this week. They blew out Washington. I think they can handle a business right here. Atlanta, as I've said many times, I didn't bury them when they were 1-4. and four. Uh, I think they're going to get back to 500 here. I, I still don't have them making the playoffs, but right now they're the seventh seed in the NFC. Yep, and we talked about it. We talked about it last week, right? That we could see something in week 17 that comes down to listen, that tie for those NFC North teams, the Green Bay and the Minnesota tie may really uh mess with Atlanta's playoff chances at the very end. Yeah. You know, but I have you in right now Atlanta minus six and a half at Cleveland, the Chargers minus ten at Oakland. I gave you San Francisco for me. I gave you the Chargers for me. I'm gonna put my money where my mouth is. I think this is a trap game for the New Orleans Saints. They just beat the Rams at home, NFC contender. Next week they got the Eagles at home, NFC contender. We looked at the AFC playoff picture. I think the Bengals can hang on. Maybe New England wins uh, maybe New Orleans wins this game, but I'll take the five and a half points, even without AJ Green. I know I'm out on a ledge here, but I think this is a trap game. Give me Cincy plus five and a half against New Orleans at home. It's a bold one. It is. I, I know it. it is, but I got to put my money where my mouth is. Let's go. Mm, okay. And so, you got to make a, a survivor pick as well. Blew it. I'm cut, I'm taking all of it out of this. I haven't picked them yet. I'm taking the Chiefs this week as my survivor pick. Uh, that's good. Uh, to have the Chiefs still around is a good one. Yeah. So uh, I've already used them. I'm going with the Atlanta Falcons, uh, okay. which, uh, yeah, I, I like them. Uh, I think Atlanta and Philly are my two survivor picks this week of the picks that I have left. As far as my third uh, pick, I'll take, you know, I will go back to that New England-Tennessee game, and I'll take the over there. 46.5 seems a little light for me. Um, I understand that Tennessee's going to win it. It can't be a high-scoring game. So I think they probably... I think they could potentially keep it close, but drop the game, and it'll be over there. 28-20, something like that. I guess it'll be over. So there you go. That's it for Football Friday. Thanks for listening, everybody. you got Carton and Friends coming up. Dana and I will be back late next week. i got a couple of days off at the beginning of the week. So good luck, everybody, and we'll talk to you soon.